Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to I Want to Be Real Podcast. Today's podcast is entitled Heal Properly. Heal Properly. Um, On yesterday, I was somehow or another, I was flipping through um, Instagram and I came across this post and it's actually from um, a guy named Fred uh, White. He's actually from my hometown. He's an, an amazing uh, seamstress. He, an amazing designer. Um, he does amazing work. I, I know I keep saying amazing, but I'm just trying to get you to, I'm trying to paint a picture. Um, whenever I got ready to uh, get the dress for my cover, I knew a look that I wanted, but I couldn't properly identify it um, because I had tried on different dresses and I was like, you know, well, why not just get it made? But then I was, you know, worried with the with the question as to who would I get to make the dress and, you know, who would actually um, see my vision. And so I had given him a call because he's um, we're actually some kin, but he's also really close kin. And him and my cousin, our first cousin, he made her prom. Um, I mean, her homecoming dress. And so I was just like, you know, I really want to get somebody to make my dress. I am not um, a thin person, not knocking the thin people at all, but it's sometimes hard for me to find uh, different outfits because of my shape. It's not a bad shape. It's just I try to tone it down because it could it could be too much in my mind. Okay. So I needed something and I wanted somebody who could capture my vision and capture what it is that I was wanting um, to convey. So I reached out to him. It was no problem. His process was so simple and so easy. So I met him um, at my aunt's house. He came over. He measured me. I showed him what I wanted. And within weeks, he called me and he was like, listen, I got your dress. So I had an opportunity to go to his grandmother's house and I got there and tried on my dresses. I told him a few things that I wanted to change, a few things that I wanted, you know, done differently. And he was like, oh, cool. That's no problem. He did those changes for me and bam, I had my dress. Well, moving forward, I had lost weight and all of these different things happening in my life and hadn't really had my photo shoot done just yet because I wasn't sure who I wanted to do my photos. And so I was going through all of these different these different things with my body. So I lost weight and I called him and I was like, you're not going to believe this. So I told him that I lost weight and all that. And he was like, look, I got you come back, you know, home. Let's get you, you know, let's get it fixed. Let's get it situated. Make a long story short. Um, he took care of it for me. He's he's amazing at what he does. And um, the post that I read actually came from him and it was on his Instagram post. And I felt the need to encourage him. And I did. But let me read the inspiration um, that mean the post that he had posted on Instagram. Um, it says, this is an apology to all who have emailed me in the past month or so looking to place an order and have not received a response. I'm not sure what's been going on, but I haven't been in a place to accept any orders other than online. If I have missed your date, I apologize. If your date is approaching and I have not responded, I do apologize. I honestly don't have an answer as to when I'll start back taking orders. 
I'm sure a lot of you all will be anxious to comment and curse me out or tear me down, but I've been making decisions for me. Not sure if it's been the deaths in my family or what, uh, or what, but I'm looking for God to restore me to what he'll have me. Much love to all my genuine supporters. And so I sent that, um, I saw that and I felt for him because um, I do know that his grandmother passed away and I'm not sure about the other deaths that took place, but just the fact that his grandmother passed away, that's enough within itself. Okay. And so I immediately, once I saw that, I encouraged him in the, in the, in the bottom. And then I went to thinking and I started and I expanded what I wrote. And so Here's what I, I, I heard and I saw and I wrote, sometimes you have to step away from everything and take a break. Healing is always a process with no definite ex expiration date. Those who are your family, friends, lawyer, customers are just good people, period, would rather see you healed and whole than successful and broken. I don't care who you are or what position you may hold. This is the, this is a decision you should never feel pressured to compromise. And I had an urgency to encourage, you know, a body of believers, a body of people in general. We live in a world that says you have to do this by this particular time. This has to have happened in your life by this time. You need to be married with so many kids by this particular time in your life. You need to go to a four-year college. You need to finish that four-year college and you need to go right into your, you know, your, your field of education. And, you know, and, and, and then, you know, something happens, you know, we experience the loss of family members and somehow or another, I've always said this, that um, anybody that I know who have had family members to pass away, I try my hardest to contact them like maybe a couple of weeks after the funeral. And of course, I'm going to reach out, you know, during me knowing or hearing by about the, the passing of their loved ones. But I try to make sure that I come back maybe a couple of weeks or maybe a month or so after the fact, because a lot of times it's not during that process that they really truthfully you know, need you. And I'm, I'm not saying that they don't need you, but they do need you, but they feel the effect of the the weight of the pressure of the loss a couple of weeks after the funeral has done has been done uh because when you take into consideration all of what has transpired you you you're planning for um the funeral you're making the arrangements you're getting the programs done you're trying to make sure you handle the business uh, the business aspect of your loved one passing and that a lot uh, that itself is a lot. And so a lot of times people forget to check on the people after they've buried their loved ones or after their, you know, their loved ones is, you know, everything has been settled. The dust has kind of been settled and, you know, people have kind of faded out from 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 the house. And you don't really think of the fact that should I still, you know, reach out to them? Should I still check on them? Should I still you know, make myself available to them. And, you know, there's no process there, I mean, there's no, there's no set time in when the healing should, should, should stop or when you should be completely healed from a situation. 
it's a process and, and there's no expiration date on it. But we have a tendency to sometimes compromise our process of healing so that everybody else around us can be okay. We're not doing that anymore. I came on here to encourage you that whatever you have faced in your life, whatever issue, whatever situation, whatever loss you have, you have, you have come up against, you have to give yourself time enough to take a break and process the loss. Once you process the loss, then you've got to allow God to come in and mend and heal the place that is broken. But it's hard to do that when you are having to compromise that process because everybody else feels like you should be healed, set free and delivered from that situation within two months. That's not always the case. So what we need to do is we need to take into consideration that we have no idea the connection. We have no idea what the loss meant. We have no idea the impact that the loss had on a person. We don't know those. We don't know those steps. Like my mom, my parents are still living. And so as much as an opportunity as I can or I get to try to love on them or talk to them or just reach out to them, I do that. Why? Because I do have family members who do not who, who no longer have their parents like my my really, really, really good friend, my best friend, um, Janelle, her mom passed away um, in twenty eighteen. And so in the process of all of this, this happening, um, you know, she she was her mom, but she was also my spiritual mom. You know, I, I would call her and talk with her when I didn't talk to Janelle. And so the thing about that is, is that I would never understand her loss. But I also lost her, too. And, and the thing about it is, is that I can never compare my loss to hers because I have moments where I think about Miss Diane and I'll be like, man, Miss Diane, oh, I, you know, you'll be proud of me because every every chance that I had, every opportunity that I had to go and preach somewhere, she was there. She supported me in my preaching. She supported me in ways that I cannot even explain or express to you on this podcast. She was just there. She was available if I needed her. It didn't matter how sick she was or how she how bad she felt. She was there to try and support me. I may I may be able to account the times that she wasn't there versus the time that she was there because she was always present in my life spiritually. And so but when you have, when I look at my friend, Janelle, she's an only child. So from time to time, the funeral had, 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 had happened and, you know, she was processing things. And so I had to make sure that, and I wanted to make sure that I was an amazing friend to her to, to ask those questions. How are you today? And, and, and if you really know Janelle, you, you know that she will tell you that she's okay, but you really need to check back a couple of times because she's not really good at expressing because she's such a giver because she want to make sure everybody else is okay. She, she's that type of person. And so I had to understand that, okay, she, she, you need to call and check on her. It was just, that's just how in sync we are with each other. I will call and check on her. Like how, how, how are you today? And she'll give me the, the, the generic, you know, oh, I'm good, girl. I'm like, no, no, no. How's your heart? What's your, what's on your mind? What's your thought process? How are you dealing with, you know, 
with, with, you know, with, 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 with everything, with life. And I allow her to talk. I give her the space to talk. And, and, and you have to do that. Healing takes time. It's a process. And the reason that I entitled um, the podcast today, Heal Properly, is because sometimes we, we won't allow ourselves to fully heal on the cause or the account of somebody else. It's okay to take a break. It's okay to step away from life. It's okay to step away from your children, from your spouses, from, from everything, just so that you can get back in the game. Because if you, if you really think about it, you're actually no good to them if you're not good to you. And the more I was thinking like, you know, God, what should I discuss on this podcast on today? How should I encourage your people on today? How should I encourage us? How, how should I, you know, allow us to see that where we are is not a final destination, but it's just a process. It's just a pivot pivot point. It's just a place that that you are allowing us to to be in for a particular season. But but I don't want us to get into a place that we we rush our healing, that we rush the process. And so even in the midst of me, me talking about that, I had um, one of my cousins to call me and she was like, you know, I really, you know, once I, you know, posted that on, on social media, they, they reached out to me and they were, you know, my cousin reached out to me and she was like, I want to, I needed this. She said, you don't have no idea. You know, we just buried my, my brother and I want, it's hard. This is a process that I, I did not expect to happen. I did not. I wasn't prepared for, I wasn't ready for. And so I'm listening to her talk. And this was on my way. This was on my way home today. And so I'm listening to her talk. And she was like, I want to, nothing prepares you for the death of a loved one. Nothing prepares you for them leaving. Nothing prepares you for, for that loss or the impact that hit would take in your life. And so I was talking to her and I told her, I said, you have got to take some time to heal. You've got to take some time for yourself. And so she was explaining to me, she was like, how do you do that? And, and you're, you're the, the go-to person for your family. And you're the person that, you know, that everybody comes to and reach for when things are happening, you know, in the family or when things are happening in their own personal lives. And I was explaining to her that whenever you go to a bank at some point, if you never make a deposit and you're always doing withdrawals at some point, your your debit card is going to read insufficient funds. And what you have to do is you have to learn who deposits into you and you have to learn who withdraw from you. Let me say that one more time. You have to learn who deposits into you and you have to learn who withdraw from you because those who make deposits even if the deposits are small or even if the deposits are big, you want to make sure that you stay connected to people who are willing to make good, positive deposits into your life. And those who make withdrawals but never make a deposit, you've got to be ever so careful with the withdrawals. You've got to be very careful who you allow to withdraw energy from you. You have to be very careful who you allow in your space who can suck up the energy and make you feel like you're not qualified, make you feel like you're not worthy, make you feel like... You're just as accessible as they need you. No, you've got to take into consideration that you are not somebody's counselor. And some of you who are listening to me, that's your profession. But there's even a time when the professional leave the job. You've got to know when 
it's time to allow people to withdraw from you. You've got to know when it's time. I'm telling you. And I was explaining to her that even in my own personal life, I'm very cautious on who I answer the phone for. Not being mean, not knocking anybody. I love everybody. And I'm nine times out of 10, I'm going to text to make sure that the people are okay. But if I'm in a space or, or, or if I'm in a, in a zone that, that, that I'm weak, it is hard for me to be what you need or even be a help to you in any type of way if I first am not strong or strengthened to even handle the conversation. It costs us so much to be who we are. And with that knowing and with that knowledge, then you've got to make sure that anybody that is willing to pay the price to even talk to you, to even, you know, pull from you, you've got to make sure that you allow yourself some time to breathe. You've got to take a break from life. And what I mean by that, I know some of you who are listening to me, you have children and you're like, I want how can I do that when these children are running back and forth? They're playing in the house. The summer is summertime. School is out. I don't have a break, but I'm pretty sure that when those children go to sleep, that's an opportunity for you to really take some time to get to know you. Even when you're taking a shower, you taking a bath, switch up how you're going to do those things. If you are married and you have children, you could tell your husband or you could tell your wife, listen, I need a break. Can you watch the kids for a moment? I'm just going to take this shower. I need a moment to myself. The reason that we don't do that is because it, it, it causes it causes a riffle effect for everybody else that's connected to us. But let me explain something to you, how good it is that you take this break from the people that are connected to you. Because whenever it's time for you to come back and minister to them, whenever it's time for you, for you to encourage them, whenever it's time for you to be back in their space, you're, you're whole. You're healed and you're whole. You're coming back replenished. You're coming back restored. You're coming back in your rightful place. You're not coming to them weaker, weak. And then when you get through talking to them, you're weaker than what you, than what you started. It's a process to your healing. So sometimes it's required that you take a break. Sometimes you've got to step away from everything. Sometimes you've got to step away because nobody, nobody has the power to just be strong every single time. God even lets us know that that he is that he is made perfect in our weakness. He is strong when we are weak. Because he understood that we would not always walk in strength. But see, let me explain something to you. I need God when I'm walking in strength and I need God when I'm feeling weak. I need him in every aspect, in every area of my life. Why? Because the enemy comes to kill, steal and destroy. And if he knows that you have peace in the midst of you being healed, if he knows that peace is going to come, if he knows that somehow or another that this situation, if she ever get back off, off on her feet, off of that hurt, off of that pain, off of that situation, then I could never possibly reign in her life and the ultimate goal of the enemy is to remind us of who we are not his goal is to remind us that we don't have um we don't have everything his goal is to remind us that god is not always on time whenever whenever we need him but let me explain something to you god has been consistent he is loving he is kind he is always available so don't let the enemy make you feel like you should be healed quicker than you are. You should be healed from that situation by now. Oh, you still crying about that same thing? And it is. Now, let me explain something to you. There is a season that you allow. You can still listen to me good. 
I am not saying have a pity party and not move forward. I am saying that even in the midst of you moving forward, that you've got to allow yourself to take the necessary breaks so that healing can continue in your life. It's a process. It's a process. Anything that is made, anything that is created goes through an assembly line. And one thing cannot be done without that, without the admission or the permission of the thing before. If you're putting a toy together, you can't just look at the box and put all of the stuff, the pieces together. There's a process to it. And you have to follow the assembly line. You have to make sure that things flow properly. I came here to encourage you on today to let you know that God, God's love and his kindness towards you is bigger and better than what you could even imagine or think. But I don't want you to be in a place that you're trying to heal and you feel like you've got to heal by a certain time. Or you feel like, you know, I should be done with this by now. Everybody else is looking at me because let me tell you something. You see and you know your true friends when you're in the process of healing. I'll never forget when I was going through a situation, one of my friends was like, you know, I'm going to let you go through this process, but we're not going to stay here. And I remember telling and what was so funny is when I heard her say that is the same thing that I told her. She was like, yeah, you didn't let me stay there, so I'm not going to let you stay there. Surround yourself around people who would allow you to be weak in a moment but not allow that to be your season. Not allow that to be your permanent destination. I came to encourage you on today that you've got to heal through every process. You've got to allow yourself the time to heal. You've got to allow yourself, give yourself the grace to do it. Don't be in a rush because people are saying, oh, you know, I, you, you should be you should be done by now. Because there's no there's no date on it. But I promise you, if you keep your your hand in God's hand and you keep yourself before God, he will heal you in his timing. He will take his time in making sure that he heals you. Did you not know that our body was actually created to heal itself? <laughs> if you'll notice anytime you've had a cut, even like if like a paper, a paper cut. Yes, it's going to burn for a while. Yes, anytime, anything you touch is going to kind of hurt if it's, you know, it's kind of soft and, you know, it, it's just really sore. But over time, over time, you don't know exactly when it stopped hurting. You don't know. You can't pinpoint the, the time. All of a sudden you realize there's no more there's no more pain in the in the place that you were once cut. That's the type of God that we serve. He heals us from the inside out. And sometimes we're wanting so much to heal ourselves from the outside in. But it's hard to do that. See, we can lose the weight. We can we can lose the weight. We can have the body that we want. We can go to a plastic surgeon 
And I'm not knocking anybody who do it. Listen to me. I'm not. If you got the money to do it and that's what you want to do, by all means, go and do you, boo. But let me explain something to you. If your heart is not healed on the inside, if you haven't come to grips to life on the inside, if you haven't acknowledged the pain on the inside, all you've done is created a beautiful thing around a broken situation. We've got to fix the brokenness that we have on the inside of us. Because, because we are people who have been broken. And a lot of times when you see a person and, and, and they're going through so many different things, if you'll, if you'll notice anytime you've heard on the news of somebody losing, 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 losing their mind or going crazy, and you would think to yourself after reading their positions on their job and their credentials and their titles and you think to yourself why would you do that you have all of the money you have all of this because let me explain something to you you can have all of that and still be lost on the inside and what I refuse to do is to be like I said in the in the in the message I refuse I refuse y'all listen to me good I refuse to be successful and broken been healed and whole so you have to take that moment you have to take that time you've got to get to know where you are but you can't do that when everything else is busy around you you can't do that when everybody's talking in your ear you can't do that when everybody else has an opinion as to what it is that you should be doing when it concerns your life I came on this podcast today to encourage you I just want you to heal and I want you to heal properly. I want you to ex- ex- express to yourself, because this is how I talk to God. I, I kid you not. I tell him, God, I'm, I'm really hurt by that, by this situation. Or, God, you know, that, that really bothered me. Like, that's how open I am with him. Like, God, you know, you know my heart posture. You know, you know I'm not, you know. And I, and I tell him how I feel. I express to God exactly how I feel in the moment I'm feeling it. Why? Because he created me. He knows everything there is to know about me. He is well aware about where I am, my mindset, my thoughts, my processes. He knows exactly where I am. And a lot of times just to talk to him and tell him where I am, it allows me to see a glimpse of what's been holding me back. It allows me to see a glimpse of, 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 of what's hurting me. It allows me to process things properly. And I don't rush my conversations with him. I don't rush my times with him. And I could be hurting about something that that I think okay I'm 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 good in this area and then two weeks later that same situation come up and I'll be like God I'm 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 your girl hurting in this particular situation or God that really bothered me that hurt my feelings like I expressed that to him I told him exactly how I feel and that's why I want you that's why I always say on our podcast be honest and be open with God about where you are be open and honest about how you feel be open and honest yes he's all seeing yes he's all knowing but it's how you communicate with him it's how you talk to the father it's how you relay your messages 
to him. It's how you make conversations with him. It keeps you in tune with him. It keeps you um, in, in, in the forefront of who he is. It keeps you reminded. It keeps you guarded. It keeps you protected. It keeps you covered just to have a relationship with God. It lets me know that no matter what the the enemy may try to do when it concerns my life, God is still in control. He knows everything. He knows my coming and he knows my going. He knows my in and my out. He knows the beginning of my life and he is well aware of how my ending will take place. My thing is, is that I've got to make sure that I'm so in tune with him that I understand that my will may not be done. And at this point in my life, I don't want my will to be done. I need his will to be done in my life. And that's what being honest with him bring forth in your life. I want you to heal, but I need you to heal properly. Don't, don't rush your process. Take your time. Do what you know is best for you. If there are certain phone calls that are transpiring, that are coming through, and you don't need to take that phone call because you know they finna withdraw from you, Take a moment before you respond to them. Take a moment before you answer. Take a moment before you call. Sometimes you can text them back and say, hey, is everything okay? I, you know, if you'll give me a minute, I'll, I'll, I'll touch bases with you. You don't have to let them know that you're, you're in the process of trying to process what they about to tell you. You don't have to do all of that. All you have to do is if you see the phone call and you know that they're about to withdraw, just take a moment and just say, hey, I'll, I'll hit you back or what's going on? What's happening? And, and, and you can you can kind of tell if you're able to handle the situation or the conversation. That's how you heal. That's how you put things into the, their perspective, because at the end of the day, you're human. At the end of the day, you hurt, too. But you also can have the ability to carry people's burden and not even realize it. When you talk to people. When they when they they come to you with their issues, they come to you with their situations, allow them to do if you're strong enough to handle it. Listen to me. Go ahead. Listen to them. Help where you need to help. Help where you can help. But when you get finished talking to them, you give that thing back to God. That's what you do in prayer. When people ask you to pray and intercede on their behalf, you understand what the issue is. You hear what the doctors are saying. You hear what the issue is so that you can know how to pray, so that you can know how to lay this before God's feet, so that you can know how to give this back, you know, how, how to pray and intercede on their behalf. But when you get finished praying for these people, when you get finished encouraging these people, what you do is you release that issue back to God, because basically what they've done is they've given you their problem. They've talked about it. You've allowed them to talk it out. You've allowed them to express themselves. You've given some advice to them. You've given them wisdom on how to make the good godly decisions. You've given them so many different opportunities. You share a lot. And then at the end of the phone call, when you get finished talking to them, you said, now, God, I appreciate the fact that you've given me the ability to be an instrument to be used for your people. But God, I give every situation, every call, every issue, every every problem that I have heard on today. God, I give it back to you, God. I release this situation back to you, God. I release this problem back to you, God. Why? Because you cannot, you cannot live in this world and carry the burdens of people. He never, he never required us to do that. He never required us to do that. All I'm saying is that, and I don't want anybody to think that 
oh, I don't want to call I want her because she's going through this or she, you know, she, no, that's, that's not what I'm saying. I am saying that people are, there are so many people who are not strong enough to hear or handle other people's issues. And if you know that you are in a weak spot or in a weak place, you want to make sure that you're strong enough so that you can be what they need when they call. That's ministry. That's using wisdom. So I came to encourage you on this podcast on today that I need you to heal. But not only do I need you to heal, but I need you to heal properly. Take your time. Allow yourself grace. Allow yourself to walk in it. Anytime you need to drop a tear, let them tears fall, honey. I'll never forget. There was one season in my life. It seemed like I was crying every other day. And I was like, God, I mean, I'm talking about just face messed up all just I'm talking about ass. Well, just crying. And in the process of that, I said, God, I said, I know you're tired of hearing me cry. I know you're tired of hearing, hearing, hearing me complain. I know you're tired of hearing me, you know, talk about this. And God said, no, I, I'm not tired. I'm not tired. Because you're talking to me. See, we serve a God that do not get tired of listening to us. He is available, y'all. He longs to hear from us. He longs to allow us to just bask in his presence. He longs for that. (laughs) And I'm so grateful that we serve a God that would have the ability to heal us from the inside out so that we can be the vessels that he created us to be. For his use. That's why a lot of times when we have gone through different situations and we've we've become on the other side of it. That's why it's so easy to minister because you're on the other side of it. But you know what it was like in the process. You know what it felt like. You know what it what happens. You, 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 You know, you can tell exactly sometimes where people are. I'll never forget. A young lady was, you know, she was talking to me and she was trying to figure out, you know, how am I going to get finished with school? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And I'm just thinking about to myself, honey, I done been there, done that. And I promise you, if you keep going, you're going to be able to tell somebody else the same thing. Because we don't just go through for us, y'all. We go through so that we can be a blessing and a help to those who may not believe. Our goal is to make sure that in everything that we do, that we, we point everybody back to Christ. I can never, never tell anybody that I have been healed, set free or, or delivered from something without telling them if it had not been for God's grace, if it had not been for God's mercies, if it had not been for God reminding me of who I am and who I was in that season of my life. There's no way possible that I could be able to be in a place to minister and encourage you as of today. So I don't take my past and what I've gone through. I do not take those for granted and I don't just push them over as if they never happened. Everything that transpired, be it good or bad, it is something that God can use so that he can ultimately get the glory. That's my whole goal is that God gets the glory out of my life. I'm not perfect. I haven't always done everything right. I haven't always obeyed his voice, but I want to make sure that in everything that I do, that he gets the glory for it. I want you to heal, but in your healing, I need to make sure that I express to you and I stress to you 
that you have got to heal, but you got to heal properly.